In an ever-changing world, there is a demand for a voice which echoes the thoughts and yearnings of the common man. That voice comes with truth. It's a voice of justice and ultimately the voice upholds peace. The voice is building bridges. Your radio advocacy platform aimed at building trust and fostering peaceful coexistence among communities, ethnicities and groups. Building Bridges comes up every Wednesday 11 a.m. to 11.45 a.m. on J11.9 FM, an initiative of Take and Peace Desk with support by Bread for the World. Good morning. It's a very good morning out there to you in the city of Joss. My name is John Red, and the program is Building Bridges. Glad to be here with you again. And I'm sure we've been having interesting conversations. The year is um is, is taking it a, a very good start, and today is the 19th day of January 2022. Now, if you will um if you'll be following us, we are your number one radio advocacy program. And what we do is to build trust, to build harmony, and to bring conversations that will bring development to this um, um, society we call ours. And like always, we come, up, we come your way with interesting packages for, for your listening pleasure. However, we talk towards driving development, towards driving harmony, towards bringing peace in our society. Again, my name is John Red, and the program is called Building Bridges with support from Bread for the World. Now, I will not be doing this alone today. I have um, some interesting guests in the studio whom I will allow um, introduce themselves when the time is due. Now, um, the conversation for today is... To, is journey towards ending the incident attacks in Plateau State. Now, if you have been part, in, if you have been part of the society for quite a while now, you will agree with me that we've suffered a great deal when it comes to attack on communities, attacks on villages, and we are not going to keep silent. We'll have to keep speaking and contributing our quota to see how this comes to an end. Now, Plateau State um, has continued to witness increasing attacks by armed um armed men a lot of them a lot of times these people have been identified and since 2001 hamlets and villages and communities have been um have been have witnessed so so much destruction and that has led to the displacement of people and it has also led to the illegal occupation of some villages or hamlets that have been sacked in these communities now we cannot uh, close our eyes to deny that now one of the uh, local governments that have been under siege for a while now is the Basa local government. We are also aware that the local government have suffered that, Barakin Ladi, Bokos, and a lot of local governments in the state have suffered that. However, I want to focus today on the recent attacks and also the attacks that have been going on in Basa local government. And it has also affected so many uh, communities. Now, these random attacks in these areas have recounted, they have been counting itself over and again now while these attacks have been going on for years many are of the opinion that there hasn't been any sincere attempt 
by government at all levels to ensure that the criminality is tackled. Most of the attacks in this cycle have been identified by communities as headers whose settlements are close to the natives. Now, finding solutions to these attacks are sometimes brought to, to the table. Now, most of the interventions to bring peace to these areas usually end at the table. The meetings, um, the meetings uh, with elders, uh, elder statesmen, with government, with political parties, and also with native groups, have not yielded so much. Again, today we are going to have a conversation on how do we continue to bring an end to these incessant attacks. And with me in the studio, uh, going to be three personalities. I'm going to allow them introduce themselves. First in the studio is. Um, Okay. I'm Reverend Dr. Zechariah Oyewole, the chairman Plateau Baptist Conference. Good morning, listener. Good morning, presenter. You're welcome, Reverend Zechariah. And again, I have... I'm Reverend Olani Akiola, the director, social and welfare ministry of the Plateau Baptist Conference. Good morning, Plateau State. Good morning, Nigeria. And they present also good morning. Thank you very much. And yes, um, we will also be having Barista J.K. Chris, who is somewhere around the corner. He'll be joining us on this conversation. He is a native of Basa Local He comes from Basa Local Government and a legal practitioner, so he'll be giving us his thoughts to that. But before we go on the program, we always have a public interest corner. And our public interest corner, we usually highlight issues also that affect our safety as a people. Now, one of the things we are considering this morning on our public interest corner is um, issues of wildfire or uncontrolled fire. We are aware that um, the harvest harvest has been done in almost every part of the state and every part of the country. Now, we have dry stubble and dry grasses everywhere. And the tendency for people to want to clear their lands with fire is there. And that has constituted to so much harm. And the call here is that um, as community members, as a people, we should try as much as possible to avoid the use of fire when clearing your bushes or when clearing your environment because it has a tendency of causing harm to your environment. Now, uh, as to be become responsible people, it is also important to report unattended fires. If you're passing by and there's a trash, um, uh, there's a waste uh, site close to you and there's a fire going on, it is good to call the attention of people around so as to avoid um, what we may not, uh, an unforeseen situation. And also, if you use firewoods to cook in your environment, please ensure that you quench it properly using water or using sand so as to avoid the the fire from spreading around and also it is very important as um a people as an organi- or as organizations to have fire extinguishers around if you move around with your car or your vehicle you should have fire extinguishers if you have a uh, if you have an organization or even in your homes you can also have if you can also avoid a fire extinguishers i think it is good and again for people who indulge in smoking activities it is also important for you to avoid throwing um, the leftovers in a moving vehicle or somewhere where there are dry stubbles because it has a tendency of causing fire and we know what fire can do if it's not controlled. 
And again, it is also good to pay attention to local ordinances of trash burning. If you want to burn trash, there are there are basic minimums you are supposed to have. You are supposed to have water around. You are supposed to have sand around, and also fire extinguishers before you embark on burning. Now, I want to talk from experience at this point that um, I was passing by a mechanic workshop sometime around six and uh, six p.m and the workshop was closed so at the end of the day they usually burn their trash but i saw this scary scene that the fire kept on burning and it was uncontrollable and we had to call at the attention of the security person there because um it is good to also burn the trash but let's do it with caution now that's the size of our public interest corner today we will take a short uh, break from our sponsors, Tech and Peace Dex, and when we come back, the conversation will continue. Keep listening. In an ever-changing world, there is a demand for a voice which echoes the thoughts and yearnings of the common man. That voice comes a truth. It's a voice of justice and ultimately the voice upholds peace. The Voice is Building Bridges, your radio advocacy platform aimed at building trust and fostering peaceful coexistence among communities, ethnicities, and groups. Building Bridges comes up every Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11.45 a.m. on J11.9 FM, an initiative of Take and Peace Desk with support by Bread for the World. Welcome back to the program. It's called Building Bridges, and the conversation will continue from here. Now, um, gentlemen, we've been in Plateau for quite a while now, and we we've suffered a lot of attacks. Um, we've had communal clashes here on the Plateau. We've had a no religious conflict in the Plateau. Now, that's been said. We are looking for possible ways forward. Um, from the Baptist Convention, I want to take you up from there. There was a press conference um, um, on Sunday and on Monday mm-hmm. regarding what has been going on in the plateau. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give us a little insight to that? Maybe I'll start with um, the chairman. Dr. Zachariah, okay. the chairman. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Presenter. Um, let me begin by, first of all, calling attention to some of the things you raised in your introduction, particularly as um, it concerns development. You know, it's usually said that without peace, there cannot be any development. And uh, the issue of insecurity or generally the problems we are facing as a nation or even as a state Today, it's a general thing. It cuts across religious organizations, uh, cultural groups, and whatever you can talk about. Uh, we thank God for this privilege to again make our voice heard uh, in the public. Just like you rightly mentioned, Sunday there was a press release by our convention, and then Monday on the plateau here also, we had a press release. It's just to again, uh, because recently, if you look at the trend of events, 
the, the, the happenings recently in some of the villages around here, it has affected the Baptist family so much. But we are not talking just on behalf of the Baptist family alone. Because life, we value life. And every life that is lost, uh, we feel it. And so we are talking generally on uh, what the situation is all about. Uh, we, 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 as a family, have really suffered. Uh, recently, there's a happening in Yaluazanga. Uh, you know that uh, many people died there. Majority of the people there uh, were Baptist family members. In fact, out of about 22 people, 18 were all Baptist family members. And then the one just that just happened about last week or so in Ancha also, yes. about 18 people, uh, or 19 or so, or 20, about 16 or 17 of them, all from Baptist, and from the same church. And that church had been under attack even before now. In 2017, it happened. That same church was attacked. We lost about 16 members from that family, That's from sad. that church. And so this has actually prompted us to cry out so that people can hear. We are beginning to feel as if uh, it's beyond just ordinary. And so there is need to hear our voice and need to hear our cry on this happening. That's what actually prompted the press release here on the plateau uh, on Monday. That of the convention also, you recall that even beyond the state, in Kaduna State, you can hear about uh, our children in the uh, Bethel Baptist Bethel School Baptist that were abducted. Baptist school, yes. Baptist, uh, many Baptist members. We kept on hearing these things and uh, we begin to feel as if, no, something is happening, something is wrong somewhere. It has to do with uh, affecting. But like I said at the beginning, it's not just about the Baptist family. We are concerned generally because every life is valued. Every life matters. Yes, it matters. Yes, um, to add more light to that, um, Reverend Akinola, I'm sure you've been on the platform for quite a while now. And you have your thoughts pertaining this um, attacks. Can we... Thank you very much, the presenter. Uh, looking at the background that the chairman of the conference have set, in the last few days and years, the Baptist denomination will have suffered a lot. Let me just take you back a little to the Yeloazanga dimension. Out of the numbers of those that were killed, 22 are Baptist members. Going now to the Ancha attack, in 2017, as the chairman has said, we lost 19 members, all from the same church, this one that happened last Tuesday stroke, Wednesday night, we lost 16 out of the 18 that were attacked. And I was privileged to have visited the place precisely last Friday as the Director of Social and Welfare Ministry of the conference. What I saw was something that should be condemned by her. One of the things that bubbles me and give me pain, even wept in her heart, was I enter one of the rooms where a woman with three-month-old baby and three of her children were born alive. 
And I look at this. This is man humanity to man. Wickedness on the highest order. We're trying, to, we're trying to, uh, discussing with some of the uh, villagers, and we discover that these people that came to attack them have been part of them for some time now. And the question is, where did we get it wrong? Why do we begin to raise arms against one another? The story was told that one of the attackers said to one of the women in the place, leave this place. I don't want to kill you because I know you. And the woman said, kill me because you've been killing others. Say, I don't want to kill you. Can you please excuse? Just follow this way. That if you don't leave, others who are coming will be attacking you and killing you. And that was why the woman escaped. But her first son was killed. All of this we can go on to mention. This is not good. All right. So, listening to um, the, the two of you, um, I mean, there's a clear light that this um, issue of uh, attacks is done by identified persons and communities there have been have 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 I'm kept crying out and I'm sure in especially the in Basa uh, the, the people there have been conversations um, between the the natives mm-hmm. there and other people in those communities especially the 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 Fulani tribe there I, I I recall last year that there was a peace pact that was that, that was signed there were deliberations by the community leaders there and now we are beginning to have some of these things surface and a lot of times um, you find out that this uh, um, attacks are done by unknown persons. Yet again, when you go back to these communities, you hear the a, a different story. Um, by Sir J.K. Chris, what's your perspective to this? Yeah, well, well probably to start with, um, I am uh, from Just North. I'm yes, a, I'm I, Abuta, sorry, I, by, I, I, by, I got that wrong. Yes. Um, the, the, the conflicts or the, the inhalation that is going on within the states and even uh, by extension within the country is, is um, something that baffles each and every one of us. And then there is more to it. There, there are different angles to it, to the fact that we really don't understand the motive is it is it a social issue is it political or is it economy because there is there is also economic angle to it it appears so, as if some people are benefiting from these conflicts and then it has reached the point that we need to start interrogating the whole conflict that is going on we have scholars around we have people in governance and all that we need to start interrogating we need to start researching what is going on the spread of killings it might interesting to know that um, just this year, we are just about 18 or 19 days today into the new year, yes. but the number of life we have lost in 2022 is amazing. Now, the value of life in Nigeria has just become like a statistic. It's just numbers, adding to numbers. Today you said it's 16, tomorrow you say it's 20, and the next day you say it's 200 or 300. Now, there is every need for us to really uh, begin to really dig deep and find out who is benefiting from this conflict. Is it all about land grabbing? Is it all about displacing people? You know quite a number of people have, di- have been displaced from their communities. Now, who is benefiting from those communities and all that? 
who is benefiting from those communities? What are the social implications of these communities? Those children that are now raised without parents, those parents that have been deprived of their children, what is their uh, psychological uh, you know, thinking at the moment? What are they going through? What are their feelings? We need to start to, to think. And when are we going to be able to resettle those people that have been displaced from their community? Now, we understand that some people will displace you and then will now be making use of your, your farmland to either uh, graze or farm. So we need to begin to dig deep. It is just beyond, you know, rhetorics, beyond talking. We have been talking, we have been crying, we have been lamenting. But I think time has come now that we interrogate further and then we put our thinking caps and find out the root cause of these things. We cannot just be talking about the symptoms and all that. What is causing this crisis? Is it all about displacing people and occupying their land? Is it all about making money? Because I am sure some people are making a hell out of money out of these conflicts. So my, my perspective is that, look, beyond the crying, beyond the condemnation, we need to start to, to interrogate properly in, the root cause of this indeed, crisis. Indeed, we need to start and keep interrogating. We have talked about root causes of some of these things. And uh, on this program, we've brought a lot of issues. We've had several conversations as regards this line. Now, um, in trying to to bring an end to these things, we cannot um, spare the part of uh, or the responsibility of our government, whom we know by every uh, by the constitution and by every uh, mandate given to them is responsible for the protection of uh, property, uh, life, property, and all what. Note now, has there been? Conversations. Let me talk to uh, the brethren from the Baptist Convention. Have there been conversations? Have uh, I mean, has your organization or has the 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 the, 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 the congregation or the denomination addressed this with the with the government? Because we am aware that there are also persons from the same um, conference who are also part of this government. Have there been conversations as to this regards? Thank you, <clears throat> thank you, Mr. Presenter. Uh, let me build a little on. What what the barrister have said also, and also what you are uh, bringing up now, the issue of the government now, uh, who is responsible to um, take care of the citizens. Uh, you know, you raised an issue concerning meetings and uh, peace talks that may have come up that they will all end at the table. And I, from my own thinking, sincerely speaking, this may not stop. It may continue in the sense that uh, the question I kept asking myself is the people that are supposed to hear about these things, are they really hearing about it? Take, for example, even as we are on air now, uh, you know that, okay, the people in the in authority may not have time to sit down to listen to us as we are speaking now, but there are those who are responsible to give them feedback. There are those who are supposed to report back to them. Are these people really doing their work? You talk about uh, maybe even, let's take, example, for example, even from the president. We keep on talking. I began to have a different perspective about all uh, his own issues recently because is he really hearing what is actually going on at the grassroots? 
those that are supposed to tell him, are they telling him truly what is going on? Because you keep on hearing people singing praises, and it is good to praise people for doing what they are doing, but if you are only telling them positive things without telling them the truth about the evils going on, it it may make, make no meaning to them. And if the president is not hearing about these things, he's only hearing about maybe good things from those that are reporting to because he may not have time to listen, to sit down and uh, read papers. And all, but there are people who are responsible for that. And at those people, that is why meetings will be held, peace talks will be held. But if these things are not taken to the proper uh, places where they're supposed to get to, they will definitely end there. So I want to begin. Yes, we have been making our voice known. And part of it is just what you have also uh, 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 heard about, the press release of that last Sunday. We had done that severally before now. But I am saying that even if you keep on doing this, and those that are supposed to hear are not hearing. You say, okay, roads are not good. How many, how much of these people are applying the roads that we common people are applying? True. How much of them are applying the roads? But if those that are supposed to report to them, if somebody, if a minister will tell the president, ah, we have repaired this road now, and the president does not pass through that road, so how will he know that they have not done anything? Except he is being told the truth. And that is why we, for this kind of opportunity that we have, will have to say it out. Whether they will hear or not, we have to say that. But we have been making our voice known, not only here, even internationally, we've been doing that. Now, um, to say to say the least, um, I think God has blessed us with a very, very irresponsive government in Nigeria and then as a whole. The government we have today are so irresponsive, they are not responding to the plight of the common man. They are not responding to the yearning so of the common man. Are you saying they are not responding or they are not doing as much as they, they are, are not? To do? They are not responding. If you have a leader that will come on air and tell the world that Nigerians should judge him fairly based on what has happened before he came in, based on what has happened before 2015, that Nigerians should be fair in judging him. And what, what has happened? Yes, he feels that the lives that were lost before he came in, the ones that are lost now are more. And we said, no, we don't accept that. It is not acceptable to us as Nigerians. Now, whether two million lives were lost and then hundred lives were lost, we don't, we, it's not acceptable. What we are saying is life is life. If we made a mistake in the past, you are here to correct the mistake that was done in the past. You were elected first because you felt the previous arrangement or the previous administration did not do well in safeguarding and protecting the lives of Nigerians. Because that is the primary responsibility of government, to secure the lives of Nigerians and their properties, to make sure that the welfare of Nigerians is paramount. Now in this country, we are not even sure. Nobody is sure of living a day or two because they, they we have been infected with a lot of challenges and then the challenges are so enormous that they take the lives of Nigerians every day. The banditry, the terrorists that are within Nigeria are so, so much that it's, it's overwhelming to the government to be able to tackle. Now, what we expect from a leader is apology. And if possible, you resign your position where you cannot protect the lives of your people. You should come out. You should be remorseful. 
you should be remorseful and apologize to Nigerians that look, I had promised that I'm going to tackle insecurity. I have promised I'm going to tackle the economic woes, but I have failed woefully. Well, I'm not being able to do it. Well, Sir, lives are being lost and Nigerians are crying. And then all the government is saying is that we should judge them fairly. And all the government is after is who succeed them is 2023 election. Now, we do not care about 2022 election because if we are not alive, how are we going to vote? We are not known uh, for, for uh, as a people who are known to, to apologize or take responsibilities for our wrongs, especially when we begin to talk about the political class. Um, there's, a, there's a huge divide between, uh, I mean, between the political class and those the government because uh, a, a lot of times um, the conversations are around um, politicians making it look like it's a privilege for them to do what they are supposed to do to the people um, uh, while it's supposed to be a right of the people. Now I've not seen any politician in Nigeria I mean having studied politics or having been a, a alive for this long come to a place where he or she will apologize for a wrongdoing or for coming in late or for him not doing his or her responsibility. Well, let me get but, but the at least, at least, let, let, least, let, um, let me let me make let me make yes, a comment. Building on what Barrister has said and the chairman of our conference. Yes. Number one, somebody is benefiting from this. Looking at the economic perspective, I sat down the other time as a welfare director of the conference, analyzing what the conference has spent on relief materials in the past. Let me just mention the last quarter of the well, year. Well, we don't want to hear if you go anyway. No, I don't want to. I will not mention. Yes. But we begin to discover that the offering of the church, the collection of the church, is not going directly for relief material. Relief just material. mention that. Secondly, the place that was attacked last Tuesday night, I was told and I entered that some of their properties were looted. For what reason? Now, before they set ablaze, the green that has been gathered for next year, the people always, they, they will loot some, and as soon as they are done with the looting, they set the place ablaze. I was fortunate to even uh, on the way, I saw one of the echo last back that was stolen by one of the attackers. And the question you ask yourself, why are we doing this? And I also mentioned, the battery and the chairman mentioned something, there has not been response from the government at all. For instance, when I traveled to the place, 20, that was 2017, the road was bad. And this particular time, last Friday we were also there, the road terrible. And I came back, I told my wife. And, that, we, have, and we, have, we have elected representatives coming from those areas. Thank you very much, sir. I told my wife when I returned, I said, if I'm living in that community, 2023, I will not vote. Because these people will look for us to come and campaign. By the time we are done with the, with the election, they desert us. Well, but let's not... Uh, uh, I'm not advocating for that, but I'm just giving you my mind. Looking at the deplorable state of the people in that particular place, benefiting nothing, government is not responding, and so far, with all the attack we have just mentioned... I can tell you categorically that government has not sent relief material, especially to this Anchak community in Baza local government. Maybe, well, maybe so let's to tell expand, the people to vote wisely. Mm. On it. Okay. Now, what we are saying is um, the people that are displaced, sir, the people that are displaced are yet to be um, are yet to be resettled in their villages. And that is 
a great injustice. And without that being done, deliberately by the government. And that is why we said the government is not responsive. Because the government should be able to resettle people, to reintegrate them in their communities. They have been displaced in their communities, and the government is not saying anything. As little as Yelwazangam, that the governor had to visit himself. But I can categorically tell you now that up to today, just few houses that were destroyed there are not even rebuilt. They are not rebuilt, and then the people there are still living in, 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 in classrooms. They are still living in IDP camps. Their houses are still there. And the governor himself visited that place. Not to talk of, let alone large places, communities, they were attacked in Basa and, and all that. So how can you rebuild those places? Now, sir, what we are saying is the, the, the amount of money that these terrorists are collecting as ransom is something that the government should be worried about. A lot of Nigerians are getting poor because of ransom payment. The government should look into that, and the government should find a lasting solution into that. All right, to open up the conversation some more, our Facebook page is up, and if you want to be part of the program, please go to our Facebook page at Tech and Peace Dex. Um, I'm there now, so I will get your thoughts to also share on the program. And again, if you want to call on the program, you can call us on 090-55-66-6699, and you can also call 090 090- Nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. You can also send an SMS to the number zero eight zero three seven nine five six eight eight three. Let's get your thoughts on what we've been discussing today. We are looking at joining to ending incident attacks in Plateau State, and from the facts or from our conversation so far, we have established that we cannot start joining to ending this unless the root causes are tackled and that's um the conversations so far so good and i've been discussing with um, barista jk chris um he's a legal uh, practitioner and again i've been uh, talking with um reverend dr zachariah who is the chairman baptist conference did i get that right yes yes and also um with reverend akiniola Yes, the social director. The social director of the conference. Of the conference. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Now, um, our phone lines are open. Like I've said, you can call the number zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. An alternate number to call is zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. Yes, we have someone calling. Hello, good morning. My brother, good morning. Good morning. What's your name and where are you calling? This is uh, Junsat from ETG Joshua. Junsat, glad to have you. You have a minute to... My my brother, the guest in the house has said it all. Uh, it's time for Nigerians to be wise and the masses to hold this uh, politician accountable in whatever the, the promise they made to the masses. Like during 2014 to 2015, insecurity, they said they will tackle it within six each month, uh, cost of, of living, they will reduce it, education, every sector, they said that they will touch it, even our refineries. All these promises, which one they they fulfilled. All right. Uh, even the Senate president, uh, once I said, tell us that whatever deal that uh, President Britain will be signing, now, because of uh, 2023, the around the corner, it's not enough that uh, that uh, the is too much, this and that, that and this, because the is around the corner. So we all have witnessed the agenda. We are not for the masses. My brother is in the studio. 
between 2014 to 2018, how do you buy a of rice? That's what I want the master to work on for this people. They are very, very wicked. Thank Not you very much. Well, uh, thank you very much, you said. Uh, that was quite harsh. Anyway, but I mean, the Good morning. Yes, it's Glamour Designer from Mitchell Street. Glamour, long time no. Let me use the word no here. Glad to have you on the phone. Yes. Happy New Year, sir. Good to hear from you. Good to hear from you too, Glamour. Yes, I, I, I travel a bit. Oh, welcome back. Yes, thank you, sir. Yes. So uh, you, I welcome your girls, and I, they have spoke so well. No, let me give you one example. There is no how. I can come and claim JFM because it's not my own. And anytime I came to claim to JFM that I'm the owner and we change words, you must know that there is a fight ahead. What I want the political people to know and to sit down and ask themselves is to be united and come together. There is no how one broom can kill a fly except you use a bunch of broom. Will kill a fly. You see, we have a leader who have an eye and have ears. They didn't listen. They are only care for their family and to to acquire wealth for themselves. They are not for the masses and for the citizens. Uh, thank God, 2023 is around the corner. Let the elders and the traditional ruler and the youth in this country emerge together and come together and understand themselves. That is how we can fight this enemy with him. All right. Thank you, you see, in 20, uh, 2007, there, there, is there is a, a report that uh, they will claim Plateau State and Benue State. And they overheard it. And they, they overlook at it as if they are playing. And obviously, I'm telling you, politicians' hands are inside. All right. Thank you very much, Glamour, for that. That is why they, they, they acquire our money to travel out because it didn't consign them. Thank you, Glamour. Glamour. Thank you very so much. For... They should come together and, and host their meeting and do the right thing. Glamour, thank you very much. Thing. Thank you very much, Glamour, for that. Please, when you call, just you have a minute to just send your contributions and your thoughts. Let's be apt. Thank you very much, Glamour, for your call. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, let's get Good morning it. to uh, all in the studio. My name is Abraham. I'm calling from Genta. Abraham from Genta. Glad to have you. All right. So I really want to appreciate your guest. We've done uh, justice to the topic at hand. Uh, you see, uh, my people say that uh, when you're helping a woman peel his yam, you have to keep talking so that he does not suspect that you're eating his yam. I want to say that I'm very happy that you guys are providing this kind of platform for people to begin to conscientize Nigerians. We cannot repeat this mistake this third time. It was in King that said, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. It never means that you should have learned from the previous mistake or from the previous experience. So Nigerians must not make this mistake or repeat this mistake because if we do, posterity will not forgive us. And I want to just end by saying and by quoting uh, an Italian sociologist called Wilfredo Pereto. Are you getting me? Yes. 
it said that the elite occupied three positions conscious co- coherency and conspiracy and these three seats are to be used for the development of the state but unfortunately these elites in nigeria have used it to perpetrate and instigate violence against its citizens so right. it is time like i've always advocated thank you very much Ibrahim. go out there yeah all right, I will have to. You have to bring your thoughts to a close so that we can entertain other callers too. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. You see, please let us try and conscientize people to go pick their PVC and be, be part of the system if we really want to be. Thank you very much. Do have a lovely day. And you too, my brother. Thank you very much, Ibrahim. Well, gentlemen, the calls have been coming in, and uh, please do well to call us. We have a little time, we have a minute or two to entertain calls and response. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. It's Radio Mama. I do know. Calling from Rancher. Radio Mama, you have just 60 seconds. Thank you very yes, much. Yes, okay. As, uh, good morning to your guests. I sympathize with them what happened. Yes. It, 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 it's not as if um, they were going after that uh, people or whatever. It's a very coincidence. Once nobody, uh, every, everywhere is unsafe. Everybody is unsafe. But I want to tell you something. I don't agree with your, your, your guests there that uh, the, the people are not telling the leaders. Uh, it is not true. They know. There's no leader, starting from Mr. President, that doesn't know the killings that are going on. They know. You know, so it's a design, whatever design, whatever, I don't know what is, what is behind the scene, but we should know that there's something, there's something behind it. And the, the sooner we know that, the better for us. Let me leave it there. God bless you. God bless you. Really let's not give up on this country. And let's not give up on this country. She always ends with that. Thank you very much. I think that's the size of our phone calls today. Let me visit the Facebook and see if I have any comments. Okay, gentlemen, before I take that, let me... Do you think uh, a lot of because what our callers have been coming with, with and what you've been suggesting is a change of leadership? Do you think change of leadership um, or leadership is responsible um, for this? And do you think a change can provide possible solutions? So I think we have. Uh, let me give you thirty seconds each to respond to that. The cry before this administration came in was change, change. Yes. So the change, yes, there is need for change, but the change, <coughs> excuse me, will not be on one side. All right. There will be a change in leadership. There should be a change in the conscience of citizens also. We all have uh, roles to play. As citizens, we have to also have, uh, we, we must be uh, up and doing and do the right thing also. Then we'll be able to challenge our leaders just like we are doing now. So the change has to be on both sides. We're crying change, change, change. That was what brought in this administration. And this is the change we're experiencing now. So if we're crying for change again, what kind of change are we expecting? Is it still the same thing? God forbid. All right, Mr. King, let me hear you. Yeah, I believe in prayers. Let's continue to pray for our nation and the Lord will heal our land. Secondly, attitude and change. This is very key. Let's change our pattern, our ways of reasoning. And thirdly, let's look at, let's address this issue. Let's organize meetings where we can look at ourselves face to face and address this critical issue that is facing us. Dialogue is important. May the Lord help and heal Nigeria. Amen. Thank you very much. Yeah, maybe to say the least, what we need... It's not um, a really, really a change of leadership, but we need a very responsible leadership. Yes, whether you like it or not, leadership is a role performance of some duration. You play your part and go. Whether this present crop of leaders like it or not, they will have to go one day. Leadership, even, even monarchy, 
as a leader, you have to exit. So they will exit, definitely. More so, we are running a constitutional democracy that has a time bound for every leader. So leadership will go, but all we need is a responsible leadership that will respond to the cry of its people, that would interrogate how much is being spent on security agencies in the country. Security has been having highest budget for a very long time that I know. I've been following budget. Yes. Every year, security's budget is highest, and their security is deteriorating. People are killed, people are inhalated, people are ransacked from their villages and their towns, and yet nobody is talking about it. The government is not interrogating it. People of Nigeria need to wake up and respond and then make sure that we interrogate why um, the security is failing in the country. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Well, that's the size of our package. I mean, the conversation the conversation can keep going on and on so you can visit our facebook page and let's have an interaction our twitter is back up so let's continue the conversations from there gentlemen that's the size of our package for today thank you very much for honoring us and coming on the program it's a pleasure Liz. now again by way of a teaser to our listeners we are going to do a series on on budget tracking and budget monitoring and i'm sure our barrister jk chris will want to come around <laughs> yes, on this yes, program yes, yes. my name is john red and on behalf of everyone at the tekken uh, i mean from tekken peace decks i'll want to say keep listening to this program but before i do that our ask segment has to do with change of leadership and change of followership again one of the major things we are taking away from this program is prayers is important however dialogue is also important and last but not the least it is saying that we should hold our leaders accountable. Let us do this again, same time next week by the grace of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons and daughters of God. Stay blessed. Thank you.